Well, here we are. Only this time, I am not alone. I've got a guest and I cannot wait for you to meet them. Let's get started. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Market Your Biz Better podcast. I am Deb Laflamme, your host. And today, you are in for a treat with my guest, Lindsay Maloney. Hello, Lindsay. How are you? I am so good, Deb. I'm so glad you're here, fellow redhead, fellow <laughs> coach, online coach, right? We, are, we have so many things in common. Um, and so I appreciate your time. I know that you're busy, and I'm really excited to share you and your brilliance with my audience. Now, what I like to do is kind of talk a little bit about why I wanted Lindsay on as a guest. And then, of course, I will allow you to share all the little bits about yourself that, you, that maybe I missed or maybe that you want to make sure the audience got. But so Lindsay is, and I love this, Lindsay, especially on your podcast, something that the title, I don't know if you've given it to yourself, self-made. Tell me the title that you use. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know where I got that from? What? Uh, Downton Abbey. <laughs> oh my God. So say it, say it for my audience so they can hear it. Okay. So it was like one of the very last episodes, I think. And I, I, I am and always was super obsessed with Downton Abbey. And this was, I don't know, the last season of Downton Abbey was how many years ago. And I was thinking, always trying to come up with like a catchy title for myself. And mm -hmm. this episode was on and they were talking about, I think it was Edith who was going to like go and like run her magazine and all of yeah. this. And they, they said something about, oh, she's self-made and whatever it was. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is exactly how I want to describe myself because I am self-made like my business. I made it myself and it sounds perfect. So that's where that came from. Yeah. So I love that. So you're a self-made transformational business coach. Would that be the right title? Yes. Okay. And so what you do is you help visionary coaches, women, creatives, help them, you help them transform their businesses, which I love because it's so aligned with what I do and who I work with. And then of course we love that we use the same words to attract people as our dream clients, which like, I was like, yes. So how many things do Lindsay and I have alike? We love working with visionaries. We love working with creatives. We love helping you figure out what you do really well and then identify what you need work on. We call them dream clients, but also Lindsay and I are both redheads. So, I mean, I think at the end of the Most day- Most importantly, we're redheads. Right, right. And we both love a lot of things. And the reason I know that is because Lindsay was so kind to have me on her podcast. And of course I was like, before we even got off the whole time, I was like, she's got to be on my podcast. I need people to know about her. She's really good. Her style is really awesome. And I love the way that you connect with your audience. And we are going to get into that because I do want to talk about the way that you market your biz better, but do me a favor and give us a little formal intro of who you are and who you serve, Lindsay. Sure. I am so excited to be here with you. I've been looking forward to this ever since we scheduled it actually in the calendar. So mm -hmm. thank you for having me first. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I'm Lindsay Maloney. I live in North Dakota. And every time I introduce myself to someone, they say, oh, you're the first person I ever met in North Dakota. So mm -hmm. uh -huh. um, I'm <laughs> born and raised here. I live with my husband and my three kids. I To sum up my whole business life in the last nine years, I've created a business um, on nap times. I have three kids and every single time they're napping, I feel like no one is more productive than a mom when their kids are napping. Yes. And, yeah. They're kids from the age of one to nine. So my last one is just kind of ready to not nap anymore. So that will kind of change my lifestyle a little bit. Yep. But I've created a six-figure coaching business doing working just a few hours a day, and I help other, other women do that. I help them find what they're really good at, recognize their, their own journeys, use it as um, something that they can help other people create, um, yep. help them recognize their own brilliance so they can have a business that they want. And um, it all started with me just wanting to do something more and feeling like I can be more than a mom. I can be more than a nine to fiver. I can do more and just kind of taking action and trusting the process. I, you know, you're hitting the nail on the head on so many things that I hear from women is, you know, and you and I have talked about this, so I'll just bring it up again, but we all have the same 24 hours in the day. And we have to, as business owners who do truly want our businesses to go to another level, the next level, the, the, the next phase, whatever it is, 
we have to use our time wisely and with intention, right? So I love that you have kind of paved the way for everyone who follows you and everyone who will work with you to say like, this is what I did while my baby was napping. I built a six figure coaching business online while my kids were napping. I mean, so what, what's some of the pain points that you see with women that they're struggling with? Cause I know I have mine too. So maybe we can talk a little bit more about that. Like when people reach out to you and say, Oh my God, I, I don't have any time. How do you help them break through that? Um, limiting belief. Really? That's what it is. It's a limiting belief, but I also think it's an excuse because yeah. I mean, you can find somebody who doesn't have any kids or whatever, and they all have the same thing. I don't have enough time. And like you said, we all have 24 hours. That's what we make of it. And yeah. of course, I'm not saying it doesn't matter how tired you are, work on your business. That doesn't matter. You know, put it, put in the hours. That That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is use your time wisely and how you want to use it. So when you're, you know, your baby's napping or whatever, what do you want to do for the next couple of hours? And right. if you want to build a business, then go build a business. It's, it's all up to you. I mean, you create it. So it's like, you know, I remember I got a lot done, like when Violet was really small because, you know, maybe TMI here, but I, I breast pumped and I right. sat in front of my computer and got a lot of work done. I could have sat in a chair and did nothing, but I kind of just like multitask because we're really right. good at that. But I, I think that we all entrepreneurs have that drive to always just be busy doing things. But again, using your time wisely and just kind of feeling into what you want to do and re really knowing that you don't have to do what she's doing or he yes. or whatever and yep. comparing yourself and all of those things we say all of the time, um, which can be really hard when you're just starting and just do your own thing and follow what your gut tells you, what your intuition tells you, how, how this business should be built. Yours is going to be built way different than mine and so on. Yeah. So, okay. That's awesome. The stay in your own lane piece. I always talk about that. Like with being focused. I have a couple clients who are brick and mortar and, you know, they're local businesses that are doing the best they can to survive, you know, five years, six years, 10 years, 15 years. And then some new light, fun business comes into the neighborhood who is quote unquote offering something similar. Right. So I know we get the, um, the, the entire complex that, um, oh my God, um, uh, they're just like me. Right. I don't even can't even think of what that's called when people are like worried that someone's just like them. I'm having a block right now, but you're, everyone's you're wor so worried about what they're doing and what they're charging and how they're marketing that you that you're you're basically breaking your marketing system down mm -hmm. step step because you're so focused on what everyone else is doing. And so I love that you help them. You help coaches stay focused, stay in their own lane, use their time wisely. Would you say that? Um, have you ever had the excuse about mom guilt? Because you're a mom of three. I have two kids. Like, I, I've never used that as an excuse when I haven't gotten something done. But for that, how do you, how do you um, work with your coaches or your clients about when they're feeling guilty, like they should be spending the time with their kids? Like, how do you help them find balance? I honestly, the girls that I work with, we have never even had to dis discuss that because we are all like, we're, we have very heart-centered, family-centered businesses, and they kind yeah. of know that about me. So that's kind of the people that I attract. I don't yeah. attract the hustlers because yeah. I'm not one. Um, and I honestly, you know, of course, we feel guilty some mornings when, you know, our kid will come into the, my kids will come into the office and I'm working. And I don't allow myself to feel guilty because guilty, guilt is a very low vibration, right? So I'm not going to allow myself to feel that way. What I'll do is I'll stand up and go be with them in the kitchen for a while, spend some time with them and then go back in. Your kids don't want you to spend hours upon hours hovering over them. They just want yeah. a few minutes here and there. And yeah. I feel like I've been a mom long enough to be able to say that. So yeah, I'll go in and hang out with them for a little while, wherever they are. And then I'm going to go back. And then when I they they signal themselves to come in and say hi or whatever, then I'll go back in and do it. So I just never allow myself to feel that way, but I will, you know, go in the direction that they want me to go. I love, 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 love that. That is amazing because here's the, you are right. Guilt is a low vibe feeling. And like our kids don't want us to feel like that. If, if we're really doing what we are meant to do, right? If we are trusting our gut and we're 
creating beautiful things and beautiful offerings, no matter whether you're a service-based or product-based business, like it is such a good example for our kids that we have this balance and there shouldn't be that feeling of guilt. So I love that you brought that up and I would totally agree that you attract women who are heart-centered because I, I'm in your communities and I see the kind of people who are, who are hanging out with you and I love the vibe in that. So that's all 100% you, which I absolutely love. So whatever you're doing, my dear, it's working. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, um, you know, now that we move past that, because I know you're a mom, I'm a mom, and, and that's one of the things that people often struggle with and um, people are... Um, you know, worried or we want people to not worry about what other people are doing and staying focused. Tell me a little bit, share a little bit about your relationship with marketing, your business, your yourself, you know, your programs, your one-on-one coaching, your group coaching. Tell me what that's like for you and what your relationship is like when you're busy teaching people. How, how is it for you when you sit down to market your own business? I am all about organic marketing um, when I'm not in the process of actually physically launching. So I have a really strong organic marketing game. I have people who help me with it. So I kind of know where my audience is, Pinterest, Instagram. So I have somebody in in Pinterest for me at all times. I have somebody who helps me with um, my Instagram, kind of helps me kind of structure how we're going to strategize for the next week, month, whatever. And then... um, that's kind of it. That's kind of what I teach in Standout Coaching Academy too. Like you don't need to invest in ads 24 seven every single day to have your business built. Like it took me years to build this, but I built it organically because what if someday, uh, you know, like right now, like Facebook ads is being totally wacky for a lot of people. So I'm glad I, I don't rely on one thing. I rely on many things that can, you know, continuously feed into my list. So I'm list building every single day. I watch my numbers. I, I watch them every Monday. I make sure my metrics are always increasing. So having just a, a watchful eye, but not a controlling eye over your business and allowing wow. it to kind of blossom on its own rather than being like this hovering entrepreneur. And, and you made a really good point. Maybe you don't even know, but you, you pay attention to where your audience is, which I love because if you tried to be everything to everyone on every platform, you'd be reaching no one. And Mm -hmm. so the fact that you know that Instagram and Pinterest are where your dream clients hang out, you can give the love and energy that they need from you in the places where they're spending their time. So yes, like 110%, that's like, that's what I teach. So I love that you're like reinforcing everything that I always (laughs) see everywhere. And you're right, like Facebook right now, um, you know, at the time of this recording and months previous and always going to be months ahead, we, we don't own it. We don't own Facebook. And uh, even if you pay for people to come into your funnel, you know, you don't own that piece. You, you own them only if you can get them to say yes to you with an email. So I love that you said, like, you're, you want to make sure that your emails are, are growing. Like, you're, you're paying attention to the metrics that really matter. Like, it's not about how many views on a Facebook Live unless those people became engaged and then decided to convert into an email subscriber so that they can connect with you more deeply. Mm-hmm. So um, the numbers that are important have to be the ones that give you profit, right? I don't know. I, I just read Profit First. So I'm kind of- mm, Love that. that. Did you read that book? Yeah. Yes. So, um, you know, there are the business owners that are like, if I sell, I make money, and then here's the money. Like you have to flip that that mindset of like, profit first. Like it's not about all the expenses and not about all the things we have to spend to make money. It's about mm-hmm. be, being abundant in, uh, in, in your business. So, all right. So now we've kind of, kind of chipped away a little bit about where you spend your time. So what do you think you do best or your team? I love that you have a team. So that's great. Cause you know that, I mean, you could, you could probably explain why you have a team. Why don't we do that? Why don't you share with the listeners when and why you thought, bringing on people to help you in your business, to market your business was important. Well, I remember, you know, scheduling the last week of the month was my big organic marketing planning for the the next month coming up. And I was finding as my business was growing, my, I had clients who were kind of working on a higher level, which means they needed more higher level attention, et cetera, students. I kind of thought, you know, this stuff is not what a CEO of a business does. Like they don't go and like, oh, I got to plan my Pinterest and I got to do this and that. That's not what they do. So 
I, I like, I, I could tell the story of how I found my amazing VA right away as yes, I didn't please. like, yeah. I never do anything the way I'm supposed to. I always do whatever feels right for me. Yeah. So like, I'll go and ask advice from my coach and then like, he'll tell me to do a certain way. And then I'll be like, I'm not doing that. I'm going to do it the way I want to do it. Right. And it's like, I want to get, it's like, I want to get an answer that I can rebel against. And then I'll like run away and do my own thing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like four. So right. I went on Instagram stories and I just said, I'm looking for um, a business BFF, a this, 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 a big, big checklist of stuff. This is what I'm looking for. Like yeah. saying like, I want the dream person and asking for a lot. And I'm like, I'm just going to shoot it out there and see what happens. I don't even think uh, less than, you know, 12 hours later, I had an email from um, my, my assistant, Hannah, and she she kind of just reached out to me and she said, I saw your post and I came from a big family. I know what it's like. You have three kids. And she just kind of touched it like very personally and said, this is how I can help you. And I was like, yeah, you're, you're in. And I didn't consider anybody else because she just went out, took action and reached out to me personally. And she didn't just say like, DM me for my link to see huh. my services. She didn't do that. She sent me a really heartfelt message and we've been working together for quite some time. And then, you know, she, she is great too. And she kind of contracted people to help her with my stuff because that's just what it's about. Like she kind of learns, like, I can't do everything. I need to hire somebody to help me. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And I just recognize the spots that I like doing and I, I know, and that's really important is knowing the process. And then if it doesn't feel aligned with what you want to do every day, then hire somebody to help you. But please, please, for the love of God, know what Pinterest marketing is. Know all of those things so you're not getting taken advantage of. Um, Yeah. So then I reached out to somebody I'd found on Instagram who was really great with using keywords in her profile. So I was like, well, she knows what that's all about. So I hired her to help me with Pinterest. And I just kind of reached out to people that felt really aligned with me right away. Like I trust my intuition really, really well. I use that to guide me through like every decision I make in my business and they've yep. been with me for a long time and they kind of do the things that I, I don't want to do anymore. And they're really good at it because they can concentrate fully on it. And I can kind of work more with my students and creating new content and, you know, talking with you or whatever. I wouldn't have time to do that if I had to do all right. those other things. Yeah. So that's right. So this goes back to like, there's, so there's two things that came up while you were talking. One is having that feeling of maybe somebody could do it better than me. That's, that's a new thing for a lot of entrepreneurs, business owners is that control that we, the bad word, this bad C word control. Mm -hmm. And the fact that like, well, it's my business. I don't want to let go. And like, I have been saying over and over, at least for the last, like maybe three months, with my clients, what if you hired someone who could do it better than you? And when you hire someone, you could say to them, I'm hiring you because I know you can do it better than I can, if, even if I had the time. And so I just love this like free feeling of bring someone on who's going to help take your business to the next level, no matter what it is, whether it's Pinterest marketing, uh, SEO, if you're hiring someone to help you with inventory or bookkeeping, whatever it is, you decide that is um, obviously falling to the bottom of your list because you're too busy. And maybe that, you know, you realize that you're not that great in that and it's not, it's not helping you grow. It's actually holding you back. I feel like that, that ounce of freedom that you give yourself and someone else when you let them do what they do best is amazing. Right. And then I'm, you know, providing money for other women to work there on their dream and create an income for other women. And they just keep passing it on and on and on. And I always say I didn't create my business so I could have, I didn't create a full-time job for myself. So when it starts to reach the point where I'm sitting here too long, I have to look at what I'm doing and think, okay, how can I um, keep the hours that I want and then hand off the excess? And that's kind of how I operate. Yeah, that's such a good point, right? So we did not start this journey to work 80 hours a week and be stressed and pull our hairs out, right? We just... We didn't. And so if we forget that when we're in it, when we're in like up to our, you know, chest with, with all the things and all the worries and taking care of our clients or our customers or our employees that you need to let some of that go so that you can be back in that place of, oh my gosh, I have my own business. I'm my own boss. Mm -hmm. Um, 
take vacation when I want, or I can take a walk with my kids when they, when they need me. I can go have lunch with my husband. Like all of those things that make me super happy. Um, you can't do that when you're doing it all on your own. You just can't, you can't. No, you can't. And it's really important to remember, like if you're just starting and you're kind of rolling your eyes thinking, oh yeah, easy for you to say you've been doing this forever. And I remember feeling that way too. Um, think hearing other entrepreneurs saying, you know, you got to hire people and blah, blah, blah. And I just thought, oh, whatever, that's not going to happen. It, yeah. and it absolutely will not happen if you have that attitude. So you have to switch your, your thoughts and what you're telling yourself. And yeah. then, then it will kind of switch, switch gears for you. So you can't have that attitude of like, oh yeah, well, easy for you to say, or I'm never going to get there. Right. You will if you want to, and you, right. and you say you will. Right. So let's talk a little bit about Soka. Um, tell us about, tell us, um, Standout Coaching Academy is your signature program, right? Mm-hmm. And so tell us um, a little bit about how it became. Like, did you wake up one morning? Because I know a lot of my listeners are looking to find their program, their thing that sets them apart from everyone else. And I, I have two questions. One is, um, you know, what is it? And, and that's number one, like, what is it, who it's for? And number two is like, how did it become what it is? So first standout coaching Academy is a program that allows you to go through all the phases to get to the six figure coach. So it's built out in three different phases, the set phase, the serve phase and the scale phase. And in Mm -hmm. the set phase is where we set up everything that you need in order to start working with clients, like all the backend stuff, the mindset stuff, all of that, all of the things that you need to do this, like everything is put together with guidance from me. Um, And then the serve phase is where you're working with clients, you know how to work with them, how to create your offering, how to create your VIP program, how to sell it, the discovery calls. And then as you are serving, you, you, you must serve before you scale. That's what I really believe. And then you scale with a group program and that it helps you create your group program. And so you can scale your business. You're not working with, you're not relying on one-on-one clients. You're working with many people as opposed to one at a time. So when this program had been brewing in my head for years and I have like so many notebooks full of all of, all of these ideas that I had. And I remember like specifically one weekend we were camping and we were sitting in the camper and I think I just sat there like for two days with my notebook and I completely filled it up with all of the ideas that I knew that people needed to have in order to build a coaching business. But I could never, like, I was in the mindset of, I had to have all of these different programs on my website and all of these, you know, like a product suite, kind of what everyone was teaching at the time. And I Mm -hmm. thought, I can't break up any of this. This isn't, this isn't right because I don't feel right about like upselling now that, now that you completed the set phase now you have to enroll in this, in the scale phase. I just feel right doing that. And, but I knew like this notebook, if I handed it over to somebody, they could create a business with it. And this just kind of brewed in my head for a few years. And then I finally realized, why don't I make this the actual program to have a coaching business to help you stand out. And then I was like, well, okay, stand out coaching Academy. And then the, right. the acronym came and like everyone uses it. And it actually is like, I think it's some kind of a dance from, I can't remember what culture, which is funny. And I, this program is like everything you need. I'm not, I don't hold back on anything. Like I give you everything that I have. I, I'm constantly updating it because as I learn, they learn. Um, yeah. But yeah, it started out with me just like pouring my heart out. And that's kind of how I teach you how to create a group program, like pour your heart out and then let's divide it into sections so you can teach it in a, in a program um, to students. And it's kind of the same thing. Like my clients and my students learn the same content, but my clients prefer to work with me one-on-one and my students are like, I'm cool with the group setting. That's fine with me. And it's just like the, the atmosphere and the, um, the transformation you want. And that's the only difference. So that I don't like teach different strategies to clients. It's the exact same stuff. But um, it's, it's lovely. It's beautiful. It's amazing to watch all of these, these coaches with all these different businesses creating something from just a concept or maybe they were just 
tired of throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping something sticks. It's kind of the, the program where you're simplifying your life so you can just have that vision and know that everything you do in your business is going to directly align with that vision. And it all started on a camping trip. So I thought, and I love that you said like you had it in, in notebooks and you had these concepts and ideas and things and you were like, somebody else could do this. And then it was years, you said. You said it took like two years before you realized that this could be your purpose, mm-hmm. what sets you apart. And so for everyone listening, like it's not that people, entrepreneurs, coaches, uh, solopreneurs even, um, wake up one day and like everything's developed and built and designed and photographed and they've got a following, like it takes time. And yeah, it takes time. And you look back and you're like, oh my gosh, look what I created mm-hmm. for every step of the way, the good days, the bad days. And I know this is going to happen, Lindsay. We had talked when I was with you, or maybe it was um, post podcast recording about how nobody talks about how hard business is and how long mm-hmm. feel and how sometimes you get let down when you think someone's going to buy your course and they don't. And building a funnel is stressful. Like let's go into a little bit of like, you've got this amazing program. Like once you realized it was yours, was it perfect when you first rolled it out? No. And Soka has been around for over a year and it looks completely different from when I started it. I didn't Mm -hmm. even create the program. um, Literally when I sold it, I created it week by week because I kind of customized it to the students that were in it at the time. And so then I found like my students were evolving as they were enrolling. So I thought I got to completely redo Soka because this doesn't fit with where they are. So it has totally transformed. I mean, nothing is the same. And that's because coaching this, this life is not the same as it was a year ago either. So it's like, you can't create a program that helps people create that big of a transformation and set it and forget it. And it just takes you being really mindful of the process and paying attention to your students and where they are and what they need. Yeah. So that's the difference between, I think, between a course and a program. A program's always evolving and a course is a set it, I think, is a set it and forget it. Like it can be, it can be done in the middle of the night when everyone else is sleeping. Whereas a program can, um, you get nurtured, right? You get nurtured and you get met where you are so that you can go where you want to be. Um, and so I, I do love that. I love that whole concept of a program and actually the intentional marketer program that I have, the eight week program that I launched, I also created it sold it before it was created, I should say. And then I have been week to week creating the content for it and realizing the same thing. People are getting a transformation like midpoint and they're like, okay, like they're so excited that I wonder if I had, if I tweak it next time, if they might be able to get this on week three instead of week four, right? So I'm really paying attention to the work that my, my students are doing, my um, members are doing because it will help me create an even better experience the next time I run the program. So I love that you're like, you've got your, your hand on the pulse, like you, your finger on the pulse, and you're making sure that each time is a spectacular experience for that amount of people that come in. Yeah. And just like a big change we made in the program just lately was it used to be a 90 day program for a year. And then I decided, you know what, it, this puts way too much pressure on coaches to create something in 90 days. It's too much pressure. So I completely redid the whole structure of the program and said, you get this for life. You always have, but instead of only having me coaching you through 90 days, you're going to have me until I said, I think I'm 125. I will be there for you every month on a group coaching call because I know we all evolve differently and I want to make sure that you have that support. So that was something that I wouldn't be able to do if I wouldn't, if I had to just be underwater doing all of the back end stuff of my business. But now I can kind of like, I'm above water. I'm totally okay with me showing up every month for somebody who's probably going to be with me for years and helping them with their business at their own pace. So that put so that took off so much pressure off of the students and it like yeah. almost gave them a whole new light. Like they all dove back into the program and it just kind of, like I said, like you said, I just take the pulse of everybody and see like, okay, I think this would help them succeed better and stronger. Right. And I made that change. Yeah. And that's what makes you a really good coach is that you listen, that you really listen. I don't just mean like with your ears, like you're paying attention to where they are 
what they need, where they're going. And I think that's a, a beautiful relationship that you have with your students. And it's so funny and aligned because <laughs> here I had a, I had a, like in the spring last March, I hosted an eight, uh, eight week, I think eight or 12 week. I don't know, but it was short. And it, that people at the end were like, we want more. We want more. It was almost like they were, they were standing inside my house with like pitchforks and fire and like <laughs> more. And so that turned in, that ended up evolving into a six month mentorship, which then this year is going to be 10 months. It's like, wow. They, they crave, right? It's like, we all crave that connection and guidance and, mm-hmm. and so much. And so I see that my clients are like, wait, I, I want to stick with you because every month something bigger happens. Like I was saying before I did went to the sound healing and like, now my vibe is even higher mm-hmm. would, last year that this would happen to me where like, I'm literally pitching blogs and pitching more podcast interviews. Like I never, it wasn't even in my my plan, if mm-hmm. have mm-hmm. a plan, right? It wasn't even in my journal or it wasn't even in my meditation that these things were going to happen. And so I think when we attract people that see what we're doing and how we're spreading our wings a little farther mm-hmm. all the time with these, like, I, I love that you on your website, I'm pretty sure I saw it on your website. You talk about who you have worked with for your growth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? I saw that, yep. right? Yeah. Okay. So uh, I was like, did I dream that? Cause I, <laughs> yeah, no. So I think I told you, I love that. And so I love because the best coaches are the ones that are coached. And oh so, yes, definitely. Yeah. I hope all of your students put a badge of Lindsay Maloney on their website to be like, I've been coached by this person who has been coached by these people who's been coached by these people. It's mm-hmm. that, it's that ripple effect of every little touch we make with these coaches and clients that need us, right? Whether they buy from us today or if they tell a friend to buy from us, or if they stick with us, I have people on my email list who've been on for four years who are just starting to hit reply to emails and get involved in conversation and connect more deeply. Everybody learns and reaches out and admits they need help at different times. And so I love that you listen really closely to what your students need from you and want from you. And so it just makes your work even more attractive. That's how I feel when I watch you and I watch how you engage with people and your organic marketing. We'll go back to that. How organic and authentic you are. That's what I think is um, some of your greatest gifts, Lindsay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. And yeah, I've learned from the greatest people ever. And I just kind of worked myself up to learning from these people. I remember thinking, oh, this coach learned from this coach. I want to work with her first. And then all of a sudden I'm working with her coach. Like right. it kind of, it's just like you said, it's a ripple effect, but you have to take action. You can't, you probably could do this on your own. It's good, but it's going to take you forever. And you're going to have like way too much information going on in your head. That's why yeah. you kind of need to just like identify with somebody that, you know, I like their lifestyle. I like what they do. I like how they're, they are around people. And I'm just going to kind of attach myself to her for, for a while and learn from her and yeah. then see how it goes. It's really important um, to not do this on your own and uh, recognize who you need and work with them. Yeah. And I, and you said in the beginning, and I know you say it in some of your messaging too, is to trust your gut and your heart. So when you connect with someone like, you know, you and I are in the probably similar um, sphere as far as probably who we follow, but like oftentimes I'm like, you know what? I don't resonate with their message. And so I'm going to, I'm going to unfollow that person because it's distracting me from my focus and mm-hmm. my own lane. And I, I love when things are simple. I love when they're manageable. I love when it's, oh my gosh, my people can do that. Let's share that tip. Right. Like, so it's valuable. It's being a resource and, but it goes, and um, clarity. And um, so I, I think it's important for you to look for people that you want to learn from that speak your language, right? So don't don't look for someone who's, you know, um, I, I, I'm probably not going to use a good example here, but if you follow someone who um, you want to be like, that's probably not the right way reason to follow. You probably want to look for people who inspire you to be a better you. Yes. And that's so funny you mentioned that because I was just telling my husband the story yesterday that I'm not going to say who it was, but I have been following this person forever online. And I've been noticing lately that they keep doing Instagram lives in their car while they're driving. And I know they're driving. 
And that's just like disgust me when people do that because on so many levels and it's so irresponsible. And I just don't, and I know this has nothing to do with business, but it has to do with like how you are around people, like careless. And what I have to say is so important that I'm not even going to pay attention to all of the the massive vehicles that are traveling at high speeds around me. It doesn't matter. And so I had that story that I've, I've actually, did we talk about this? Because I have actually unfollowed so many people that I thought were amazing in our industry. And I was like, I do not have time for that. You are putting your, not just, if you're not, you don't care about your own life, but you are putting other people at risk to get this message pull over. Like you should not. Yeah. And actually, uh, yeah, I actually saw someone yesterday or the day before who I thought shame on them. And I'll tell you offline who it was because I wonder if it's the same person. I wonder if it is. I just, nothing's that nothing is so important that you need to, you don't need to pitch your program while you're driving down the freeway. Like that is, that just blows my mind that, Oh, I have to do this right now. (laughs) No. And like my favorite thing is when someone's telling me a message and then they, they scan over with their phone to show me like their husband or someone else driving. I'm like, okay, good. Like it was like, yes, at that moment that I was like, are you driving? Mm Mm-hmm. The people that I actually, I remember, this might've been the one that I told you about a while ago was someone had like really awesome Ray-Ban sunglasses on with the reflecting lenses. Yeah. Like, could I see that she was driving, but I could see the cars flying by in the reflection of her glasses. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so, okay. Anyway, we segue into picking, but I think it's really important for everyone to listen that it's not about you want to be like them. Don't follow people in your niche or your industry to be like them or be where they are. Instead, follow people who inspire you to be a better you, who fill you up, who give you ideas, who give you motivation, who share advice and information that can help you in your journey. That to me is the most valuable way to connect yourself with other people. And so Lindsay, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about inspiration and creativity. Cause I know that you and I are always creating, right? We're looking, mm-hmm. we're looking to have something that our audience needs. That's going to spark that light in their heart, right. Or in their gut. So where do you get your best ideas or inspiration from? When I'm doing the dishes, I get really great <laughs> ideas. Uh. <laughs> Okay, so I guess your husband's never going to be like, hey, Lindsay, I'm going to take over the dishes. From- <laughs> all right, so let's say, let's say there's no dishes, though. If there's, the dishes are all done, mm-hmm. you get creative, create, creative ideas from? It's just, I don't get creative ideas by, like, I need a creative idea. I just let yeah. it come to me and trust that it'll come to me. And it comes to me seriously when I'm doing things around the house, <laughs> when I'm showering or where I'm just being, where everything is kind of shut off in my head and I'm allowing the, yeah. the creative, creative pipe to trickle in. And yep. um, it's not like, you know, I come up with all these brilliant ideas every single day, but I do find that when I am allowing myself to not be in front of my computer so much, that's when yeah. the new stuff comes in and, and, and resting and doing things that I enjoy. Um, yeah. Like for, for months now, um, I have been really mindful of not working at night, probably for almost a year. I used to yeah. work like when the kids are in bed, like I'm at my computer telling maybe like 10 o'clock or so working. And I don't do that anymore because I'm not very like, I can't really create anything amazing at nine o'clock at night anyway. So what am I doing sitting behind here doing mindless things? So I decided yeah. to stop doing that. So, you know, I'm just going to like get ready for bed and go to bed brilliant idea, right? But I'm just allowing my brain to rest and decompress from the whole day. Um, Or just like having, you know, it's hard to have people say like, go on date nights with your husband and blah, blah, blah. Well, it's really hard to do when you have three kids and you live in a town of 800 people. Where are we going to go? The post office? So like, (laughs) we're just going to have like chips and salsa and um, some ice cream and watch our favorite show on TV and then call it a night. So we do that like on Fridays. That's kind of our thing. And I like live for that. It has nothing to do with business, but it has to do with me and taking care of myself and doing things that I love. And that's what turns on the faucet for creativity. Yeah. Disconnecting is big for me too. I mean, I, I recently, um, I think not recently, but like I, one of my recent podcasts 
is about like being inspired and where you can draw information from, or where you can draw that creativity from. And it's really important to identify where it is you get it from. And again, like Lindsay said, it's not all the time, the, the, the creative faucet's not flowing all the time. But if you can find those few things, for me, it's like being in the woods or of course on the shower, like the moment I get in the shower, I'm like, oh my God, thank God I have, actually I have one of those sticky, um, I have a, a pad of paper and a pen that works in the shower for taking notes. Oh, I need to get one of those. Yeah, I will send you the link. Is on someone sent it to me more as a joke, and I was like, uh, not a joke. This is serious. Come, and it's not like I can grab my phone and do like a voice memo. So like, I just drop a couple ideas in there, and then they, I, they go from there. Like they just keep blossoming and blossoming. But I really recommend that everyone listening find whatever outlet they need. Now, I wanted to tell you. You said, um, when are you going to go to the post office? It's because, um. The beginning of this month, I removed my email from my phone. My email like app is off my phone. So I do not get email. Um, and, and so I can only get it on my computer, on my desktop. So like, for example, just yesterday, we were out all day because the kids were on vacation and I was without my email all day. And I got home and I was like, that was amazing. Like nothing is so important that I'd have to be. And I used to think it was. I used to think that like, I'd have to check my email app. Like if I was in the kitchen with the kids, it was like, I was with the kids in the kitchen, but I still had access to work. Right. So being intentional because I always had on my phone access to the clients or the messages. Right. So mm-hmm. clients who are my VIPs, they know how to get me, they can reach me and it's not through email. Mm-hmm. But I, what I wanted to say to you is um, I started doing crossword puzzles one a day um, since I removed, I said, wait, what am I going to do with my time? That's going to help fill me up. I started doing crossword puzzles and they're supposed to be easy. I don't particularly think they're that easy, but <laughs> is my kids and my husband help me do my crossword puzzle every day. So I do as much as I can on my own. And then I'm like, okay, what do you guys think for this one? Three down is mm-hmm. not only did I remove the email and give myself time to do some of the things that I wasn't doing because I was so focused on the email but now I'm like engaging my kids and my husband in this activity that's like not connected to work at all, but still filling me up and, you know, and making me use my brain a little bit more. Um, but so it's all these little things that you can do, you guys. You can, you can remove an app from your phone. You can leave your phone at home when you go for a walk in the woods. Like there's so many things that you can do. But I think the common thread here, Lindsay, is that like when we step away from the work, the computer the thinking about clients for a few minutes, even it helps you, it helps fill you up and your message is so much clearer. I love removing your email from your phone. And I seriously am going to do that because I love that. I don't know why I never thought of that, but yeah, it's so important to do that for yourself, but then you're also setting a really good example for the students and clients who are learning from you that you're not behind your computer 24 seven and they shouldn't have to be either. Right. Right. The working hard mindset is actually not working hard. No, exactly. Working smart, I should say. Like I, and I know, and here it is. Here's, I'm going to mention Emily. (laughs) We should play a game. How many times do they mention Emily? So (laughs) Emily always calls me out when I say, but I work so hard. She's like, but do you? She's like, I don't really work that hard the last couple of months. You keep telling me how easy it's coming. And I was like, you're right. Like, what is that mindset all about? So removing the email app from my phone huge. Try it and let me know. Actually, I I challenge all the listeners to try it for just one week. Remove the email app from your phone for one week. You still have access to your email, but it's during a more mindful time. So I actually have reminders in my calendar twice a day to log onto my computer if I'm near it, of course, because if I'm not, too bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and check my email just to make sure that anybody that does need something, because the reality is if you don't hear from me for like 24 hours, you probably should call the emergency room because something's wrong because <laughs> I am so connected, but this is like really healthy. Like things can wait. They don't have to be, you don't have to give a yes right away or a no right away or right. Or respond to, you know, whatever it is that's coming your way. Like it, try it for one week, you guys, and let Lindsay and I know. Yes. What, your life because I'll tell you the first week I actually meal prepped all of my lunches mm-hmm. and sort of puzzles. <laughs> it's like, <crazy. laughs> 
<laughs> All right. So enough about me removing my email from my app. Let me get into a couple things. Since I know that our listeners are like, okay, guys, what else? <laughs> Lindsay, tell me what marketing platform has been a game changer for your business? Like where do you love to hang out? Where do you love when people connect with you? I love hanging out on Instagram. That's my favorite place. But for marketing, I would say that Pinterest has been the biggest driver for um, building my business, definitely. But, you know, I'm not going to hang out on Pinterest, but Instagram stories, I love those. I don't really scroll through the feed that much, but stories, I'm, I'm totally obsessed with those. Yeah, for agree. I always say stories first. Like I tell my clients all the time, like Instagram, if it's a part of your strategy, if that's where your clients are hanging out, but you don't have time to curate content for your grid, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Stories, share other people's content that inspired you. Like I love sharing other people's information and mm -hmm. in my audience, but also allowing my audience to see another side of me. And so actually before we wrap, I do want to get into Lindsay, the story that I saw on Instagram that you shared about a personal story, which I love because I think that everybody's content, one of your pillars for your content must be about you. And you shared a story about how your family was different from all the other families in the town. And I loved everything about it because that's what I want everyone to do with their businesses is show us what sets you apart. So will you just kind of walk us through what it was like to share the story? And I don't know if you've shared it before, but it was the first time I ever saw it. So would you mind just sharing a little bit about yourself that sets your family apart and how you might use that in your marketing? Yes, definitely. And this might have been something a few years ago. I was prompted by Hannah to actually write about this. And if she would have said it a few years ago, I would have been like, no, that's not right. fun. That's not interesting. Yeah. You're kind of in the, I have to be like her and that doesn't work very well. So right. yeah, I decided, you know, I'm going to share, um, how I grew up and I grew up on a farm and not everybody might know that I grew up on a farm because I don't talk about it. I don't look like I grew up on a farm or whatever people might have in their heads, what a farm girl might look like. That's yeah. me. <laughs> um, so yeah, we grew, grew up 20 miles north of um, the town where I went to school, which is quite a ways. And we were so unlike everyone else. Um, and I said in my Instagram post, well, our neighbors were riding horse and wearing cowboy hats and doing all of the things that, you know, whatever country people do. We were in um, my parents' rec room that was decorated with 1950s everything from the tile to the jukebox to, I mean, like we're like in a whole other world listening to Kiss and ACDC with my parents and <laughs> thinking nothing of it. And we just like did not fit in at all, but we never right. thought anything about it. We like would see our neighbors getting together and doing all of these I don't even know what it's called because I'm not, I don't identify with that. And we're like, we don't do that. We like go into town and we listen to this kind of music. And, and then like for a little while I decided I kind of wanted to try to be like everybody else. Cause honestly, growing up, I was super shy. I was afraid of my own shadow. I literally was addicted to just being with my grandma <laughs> and I would call in sick from school so I could go to my grandma's house. I just hated school for a few years because I was so shy. And then, you know, kind of when you hit the fourth grade year, you kind of want to be like everybody else a little bit because you're yep. figuring things out, you think. I decided, well, there's a lot of people in my class that listen to country music, so I should listen to that. And so I did. And my dad like almost had a heart attack, but <laughs> and then I realized this isn't, this isn't me. I want to be myself. And so I just yeah. grew into me myself you know I kind of grew out of the shyness and whatever you know was holding me back from myself and that's so important it kind of relates to starting your business you want to be like everybody else because you feel like that's the way to go but it really isn't and if you think your story is boring read mine because it's just as boring as yours but you know what there's going to be somebody out there who's like huh I didn't know that about her that's really interesting because I can identify with that and I'm going to pay attention to what she says because I really, now I feel like I know her now that she shared that and then I can like her and trust her more. Yes. So see there, you wrapped it all up in a beautiful burlap bow because, you know, <laughs> arm girl, right? So um, I think that that's the key here. The key is, is like being yourself and showing people things that you might think aren't important or valuable 
And yet here you are like shining bright and you're doing, you're helping so many people and they're helping so many people. And all you have to do is just let us in a little bit, you guys, like show us what sets you apart from everyone else like you. And we cannot as marketers, as business owners, assume that our audience knows all of these things. And I always say like, tell it now and then tell it again, because you're always going to have someone new listening you know, always one more person in your audience listening to what it is you have and what it is you offer. So I just, I love that story. I'm glad we get to wrap with that because you are special. All of you are special. All of you are different. You all have a different light to shine and it all starts with who we are and no one can take that away from us. So that's what sets us apart. And I love that. It's not that your prices are higher or lower. It's not that your website is fancier or you don't have a website. It's not that you have X number of followers on Instagram or you don't. It's what sets you apart is from what comes in from inside you and who you are. Oh yes, definitely. That that hits it right on on the nail. And yeah. I think about all the interviews that I will listen to on YouTube because you know that I'm obsessed with the Beatles. So yes. I'm always listening to different interviews. And I think how many times is Paul McCartney gonna tell this story? Right. He's probably told this story a thousand times, but not yeah. to everybody. Right. So if he can say his story a thousand times, so can we, because not everybody heard you keep saying it. Like you said, if you said it before, say it again, because there's always going to be somebody new listening. Yeah. And, and one other thing I'll add is when you think you've said it enough, say it one more time. Mm -hmm. You have to push yourself one more time. So with that, I love that we, we basically are wrapping with a Beatles <laughs> analogy. Thank you very much. Well done. <laughs> Um, so Lindsay, tell us where to find you, where to hook up with you, where to learn more about you, some of your favorite play. I know you mentioned Instagram, but give us all the links and we'll add them into the um, show notes. Sure. So my free Facebook group is, you can just go to dreamclientcommunity.com and then you'll be taken right over to that and you can request access. Instagram, Lindsay underscore Maloney is where I hang out. Um, but those are the, those are my big places, but you can also go to lindsaymaloney.com to find out all the things about me. And if you're interested in Soka, you can go to standoutcoachingacademy.com. Right. And we will include the links to all of those. And you guys promise us you will try some of the things that we suggested, including removing email from your phone for one week and let us know how you're doing. Like, I promise you, you will go through withdrawal. You will, you will go through, you will try, you will look for the app on your phone. You will wonder why there's no notifications. It takes like two, maybe three days. It's kind of like when you go on vacation, you're like, oh my God, I need this vacation. And you go away. And like for the first 24 hours, you're still like coming down. Like you have it relaxed and set into it. But man, I'm never going back. There's no reason for me to have my email on my phone. No reason. Nope. No, there isn't. So, all right, you guys, thank you so much for being here. Lindsay, I love you. I'm so glad you came all the way through the internet from North Dakota to be with us today. <laughs> My I am so happy you had me on. I love you yeah. too. And I'm so excited for everyone to listen to this and get the email off. This is like my number one thing to, to get done today. Yes. All right, you guys. I'm so glad you're here. We'll see you on Instagram, hanging out with Lindsay and I. Have an amazing day, everybody. <clears throat> Hey, thanks again for listening to this episode of the Market Your Biz Better podcast. I absolutely love connecting you to the people who help me market my biz better. I know there are tons of podcasts that you can listen to, so I'm pretty excited that you've chosen to listen to mine. Now, I want you to hop on over to the show notes, use all those links that we dropped over there for you that we mentioned in this episode, and I will see you next time. Now go market your biz better.